dudes, it's time to dust off your starter jackets, rip off those tearaways, and blow into your game cartridges. I'm Sam Blanford. I'm Larry Sellers, Pat Sellers. <laughs> and I'm Simon Blanford. And we wish it was the 90s. Well, dudes, it is great to have you back. We are, we've just all watched The Big Lebowski, sans Sean. Uh, Sean is off uh, having a baby, potentially, at this time. Uh, so it's just uh, Pat and Simon with me. Um, we are here to talk about the cult classic, The Big Lebowski. And um, I, I've watched it a number of times, and again watching it this week, uh, new things popped out for me. Uh, I think I, I laughed out loud more than I ever have. Um, so we're going to first start with with our memories of of the Big Lebowski, and maybe when we first watched it, um, compared to this rewatch or or subsequent rewatches that we've had, um, and we'll start with um, with Simon. How did you find, uh, or what was your first memory of the Big Lebowski? Start with that. My first memory of the Big Lebowski was studying it in Year Twelve Media Studies. I don't really understand why we studied it in year 12 media studies <laughs> mr mitchell no miss newton had very little to do with the study of the media it was mainly i think we looked i remember looking intensely at the sort of dream sequences but thoroughly enjoying it as a kid didn't understand, no, I wasn't a kid, you know, 16, 17, but loved the film. Um, and just, as you said, just laughed the whole time through this viewing. It was just uh, a fantastic experience. Watched it with Zara, who really enjoyed it as well. Um, I, I liken it to a bit of a Wes Anderson experience in the sense that, you know, off air, Pat, you alluded to the fact that plot is not really the thing that matters. No. Who's Wes Anderson? So, Wes Anderson is Royal Tenenbaums and uh, Darjeeling Limited, um, Royal Bud Budapest Hotel, etc. Oh, yeah. And this film is very similar to that. I think the plot matters a little bit more than those films, but it's certainly not the, 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 the reason you really like it. Um, and yeah, the one thing I did pick up this time around was literally in the opening minute of the film where- Oh the, yeah, I got the same. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's gonna be the same thing, but maybe it is, maybe it is, with the tumbleweed rolling and the voice- oh, so the voiceover kicks in and he says that he, you know, I want to tell you about a fellow by the name of Jeff Lebowski. At least that was the handle his loving parents gave him, but he never had much use for it himself. This Lebowski, he called himself the dude. And I hadn't read the great Gatsby at this point, but I teach the great, the great Gatsby now. And I'll just read you a bit of that. Oh, is that is that before or after? Sometimes there's a man. <laughs> that is um, that is before. Literally the first um, paragraph of it. So, 
So he says that basically that Jeffrey Lebowski was known as that, but he sort of rejected that name and just calls himself the dude. And he does that explicitly to Je- the big Lebowski, right? The, uh, the, the quote-unquote rich Lebowski. Yeah. And in The Great Gatsby, James Gats, that was really, or at least legally his name, he had changed at the age of 17. And he goes on to say, I suppose he had the name ready for a long time, even then. His parents were shiftless and unsuccessful farm people. His imagination never really accepted them as his parents at all. So I just found that really interesting, those parallels. It's Mm. called The Big Lebowski, and The Great Gatsby is obviously called The Great Gatsby. So there's some parallels there. And I I never thought of it. I looked it up on the internet, and no one has said anything about it. So I think (laughs) I'm completely on the wrong track. But... It is interesting because that whole film is about, whole book, sorry, is about Jay Gatsby striving for this American dream, which is actually kind of impossible to achieve. And the dude is just the complete opposite. He's just given up and <laughs> uh, realizes that it's a whole, it's a bit of a sham. So, yeah, I, I, that was one thing I picked up. And hit us up in the comments whether you're a big Gatsby fan as well and thought there were similarities. My. Uh what I picked up from the uh, opening sequence was not that interesting. <laughs> Pat, what about, uh, what about your kind of first memory of, of Lebowski and, and subsequent ones uh, since? First off on your rewatch, were you just talking about Los Angeles all the time? <laughs> nah, mine's oh, yeah. And it's, it's definitely okay. something that everyone will have noticed. I reckon. Well, we all picked up or chuckled at something pretty funny at, the, at our rewatch. Um, this came out in 1998. I cannot remember the first time I watched it, but I would assume it was on Sky Movies back in the day where Sky Movies was one channel and you didn't have Sky Movies greats and the other 13 channels. But um, I remember it with uh, our lost mate for well, this weekend, Bob, who's off having a baby. Um, we were planning a trip. Um, around Europe and we were going to Iceland and there was a um, big Lebowski bar down the road from there and we are both <laughs> like oh I love that movie I haven't seen it in years and then <laughs> rewatched it about half a dozen times before that trip and I reckon just alluding back to yeah the plot play doesn't matter but you just get engrossed in all those characters and all the quotes um, like rewatching it again this week um, with my partner who's never watched it um, was pretty interesting but it's I was like, I actually can't really remember the plot. I remember heaps <laughs> of the scenes. I remember heaps of the quotes. But I was like, oh, yeah, how do they end up at the other place? And I was like, oh, so I was actually just engrossing the film again, which almost kind of gets you. Interesting that um, all of our significant others had never watched it and then all watched it for the first time with us. Uh, Phil was the same, not this time, but a previous time. First time I was ever uh, privy to The Big Lebowski was, I believe, probably, Simon, you would have been about seventh form, so you would have, or it might have been the year that you watched it for media studies, but you and another, a couple of other of you, like, I remember Nicola and Amani being there randomly, and I just, like, walked into the room after school when you guys were all watching The Big Lebowski and cracking up, and I remember watching, <laughs> I remember watching it for about 15 minutes, and I was like so confused. And then a few years later, I watched it for the first time. So even though this is Wish It Was the 90s, I definitely did not watch it in the 90s. Um, Then I watched it a few years later and still I enjoyed it, but I didn't laugh out loud at it. 
Um, and then I think probably the second time I watched it, I really, really enjoyed it. Watched it with someone who'd watched it before. Um, and I had other friends. I think that was part of it for me. I had some um, some close friends who really, really liked it. And so kind of sharing quotes with them and um, things that we really enjoyed about it was was the best part of it for me. Again, the plot is not important, but I still enjoy the plot. <laughs> um, it, it's it's kind of a crazy plot on purpose, I think, but that um, the Coens did there. Uh, got a got a white ruski, by the way. Um, very important to the plot. <laughs> <laughs> it is really different in that way. Eh? Like it is a it is a movie that you want to share and enjoy. Like, and that's what's given it so much so much legs in in the long run. Like, there's been semi take the piss cults come out of this and you go mm. through youtube there's a million different theories on what it's really about what's really happening um is johnny real is a, a big one that seems to be all over youtube oh i haven't heard that um, yeah which um like, yeah it's kind of it's kind of like it would it'd be possible but i think it would suck if he was uh, part of the theory is that he's um part of waltz um Sort of PTSD from uh, from the war, mm. uh, but did he go to Vietnam? Did he? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. Well, I think it comes up once, um, and uh, <laughs> and and yeah, but I reckon that would suck because you know the big part of that is um, obviously Donnie's last scene is you know we even though he's been told to shut the fuck up the entire film is you know he's actually warps like. Best mate, apart from the dude, probably. Yeah, he loves him. Um, what's the Big Lebowski bar like? Um, yeah, not as much Big Lebowski about it as we thought. It was just named <laughs> Big Lebowski, and they had like twelve different types of white Russians. I don't know if they were maybe not allowed to like display some memorabilia because they probably weren't licensed to be like a Big Lebowski bar, but. I don't know. It was it was quite a good bar, but it was just a bar. We had higher hopes. Let's just say that it'd be one way. It'd be one. You'd, it'd be one way to crush your love of a film, wouldn't it be? Just to begin working at a bar that was themed to the film you love. You know, you just all of a sudden <laughs> just take the film after two weeks of working there. It's a lose lose situation. Yeah, that's fair. I think the thing that uh, most people like about it is the characters. Um, oh, yeah. some in particular that are impressive and we're going to do a much beloved thing here on We Wish It Was The 90s a character draft so one thing that uh, harking back to the 90s when I was young when we used to go to the movies like I'd go like in a, at a birthday party or something there'd be six of us sitting down at the movies Hoyt's five uh, Hoyt <laughs> with a sticky floor and we would there'd be ads so before the um trailers there would be ads and we would play the ad game so it'd start at one end and whatever ad came on you got that ad so if it was the confectionery bar and you got the confectionery bar you were and that was a good one to get you if owned it was it. like yeah if it was like an advert about like Windex, then you got Windex. You never want. You never wanted to get Black Gates Meek and Don. <laughs> always, always the dad. 
For those international listeners, that's an optometrist here in the Hutt Valley. Uh, so we are going to do a character draft, and who you draft is uh, the character that you get. So basically just a way of uh, us discussing the characters, but we're going to do a snake draft. Pat, do you know what a snake draft is? Uh, yep. Yep, yep. So we're going to go, you get, the, you get the first and last pick, or the second and, yep, here we go. Great. It took 10 minutes to explain to Sean, and then he still didn't know what was going on. <laughs> yeah, I heard he had a couple of uh, couple of really controversial picks and just really not understanding how the draft worked. Mm. He ended up his last par- character, he was a bit gutted or something. No understanding at all. So ha- having said that, I feel there's a, fe- a, a clear dud pick, but I want to hear it from you guys. Pat, what pick don't you want? Out of the oh, how how mainstream are we going here with our character? Are you allowed to? I, I I don't have one main character on my list. So we we're going to do two rounds. So basically, you're going to get two characters each, and then we'll have a few honourable mentions at the end. So you're going to get first and sixth pick, second and fifth okay. pick. And then third and fourth pick, so you get the, the the bang bang pick in the middle there. I know, I think I know what one I don't want. You're allowed I mean. to pick the dude. You're allowed to pick the dude. You you, you can yep every character that appeared. Well, on you the can't because I get the first pick. <laughs> well, I'm about to pull the names from a hat. Oh, I thought you were talking to me when you said you for those picks. No, but what pick? Or maybe Simon, you might uh, have an idea what uh, one you don't want. Yeah, I don't want three. Okay. All right. Well, here we go. I've got the three bits of paper here. Uh, and I oh, I will... thought you meant like, like what character don't you want to end up with? Oh, no, nah, no. Nah, more what pick right, because okay. gotcha. I, yeah, yeah, gotcha. I think there's a, for me, there's an MVP of the, of the, show, of the movie, uh, which we'll discuss shortly. So I've got my three bits of paper here, and the first pick goes to Pat. And the second pick goes to Sam. Unlucky, Simon. You've got third and fourth. Very disappointing. Um, So you've got a bit of time to think. Um, But Pat... Not too bad. There's more than six characters in this movie anyway exactly that's why that's why one's the best pick right because you can just you know you're happy with your sixth pick anyway that's that's why it's a great pick uh pat number one pick who do you based select? on based on your conversation before i actually think that you would pick walt as number one which makes me want to take it <laughs> <laughs> i'm i gotta go with the dude it's all the dude Fair enough. I agree. I do agree. And what, what's, your, uh, what's your thoughts on uh, picking the dude over Walter? Um, <laughs> Walt's an absolute nutcase. And <laughs> uh, the, the dude, everyone loves the dude. Even throughout the movie, you've got, um, what's it? Brand, t- brand. Yeah. I had to look up what Philip Seymour Hoffman's character was called because I was like, I actually haven't heard his name. That's, I haven't that's the good thing about Amazon I Prime. Can't. If you watch it on Amazon Prime, which we all did, we all use Pat's, 
uh, account. (laughs) If you pause it. I bought bought it. I bought it on Google Play. Did you? Well, for the purpose of this podcast, I did. (laughs) When you pause it, it comes up with whatever characters are in that scene and who plays oh, it gives them. It you, gives you facts and shit, hey? Yeah, and, and also if there's like a song, it, mm. it has who, who sings the song and what the song's name is. I thought it was fantastic. Bob Dylan, man and me. I didn't recognise that as a uh, 17-year-old. What a tune. Anyway, Pat, sorry, carry on. Uh, what was I saying? Um, yeah, yeah, Philip Seymour. Like, I really enjoy how Philip Seymour Hoffman's character instantly loves the dude and he, he's working for the guy that hates him and he's like he's straight on board with calling him the dude from the get-go um and i mean the, the, there's a reason that this film was had legs and it's 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 the all the characters but namely the dude and that's why there's that there's a bit of a take the piss cult around around the dude and he actually wrote uh book jeff bridges kind of as the dude with some zen master um <laughs> about being zen or something oh really but um like you know it's straight off the bat like one of your the first scenes is when he's getting his head thrown into the toilet bowl <laughs> twice <laughs> and he's like where's the money he's like it might be down there give me one more look <laughs> it's like straight off the bat, you're like you're on board with this guy this is outstanding you just couldn't give a fuck <laughs> yeah the thing that Sorry, I was just going back to what I was talking about in the uh, the opening sequence, which I forgot to talk about. But it's like your introduction to the dude. He's like scuffing around the supermarket in his jellies. <laughs> and then when he gets to the counter, I'd never realised this before. You've probably seen it every single time. But he looks at the TV and it's, uh, I don't even know which president it is. H.W. Bush. And he's like, this will not stand, this aggression. And then that's the same line. And I never even oh, realized that. I didn't before. actually pick that up until you. Oh, I didn't notice that ever until you. Yeah, and then he reuses the line on uh, Lebowski later. Yeah. I was using that line on my daughter all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> the aggression will not stand. <laughs> uh, you have absolutely mugged yourself off going with the dude at number one there. Because Walter is the clear MVP of this movie. I where's the Walter cult? <laughs> Show us your cult. I I think the first time I watched it, I didn't like him. But John Goodman, uh, it's actually his birthday in a couple of days, I believe, twenty second of June. Um, Happy birthday. He is just fantastic. He holds your attention every single scene. Some outstanding quotes, which we'll get to very shortly. Um, his back and forth with Donnie. He creates the character that's Donnie, basically. Oh, he's speaking over top of him most of the, most of the yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Which maybe, maybe Donnie isn't real. Um, and yeah. he drives the plot. Like, dude... Without Walter, um, he wouldn't have gone on any type of goose chase. The dude would have just gotten high and um, and stayed at home. But Walter was um, driving the plot, you know, throwing out his ringer undies, yeah. um, get, getting them into all sorts of mischief. Um, and every scene that I really, really enjoy, he's um, he's in. So I'm 
I'll scoop up Walter with the second pick. He probably gets the biggest lols throughout the film. And yeah, yeah. you're right. Like I think the dude even mentions at some point when they're back having a beer at the bowling club, I think. And he's like, you know, if if it wasn't for you, I'd just be here with a pistane mat. Yeah. See <laughs> <laughs> something like that. It's like, yeah, it's, everything has actually happened because of my older, which is great and, for us as a viewer. And he's a great mate. He is a great mate. Um, as much as it doesn't seem like it, he uh, he bloody loves Donnie and he bloody loves the dude. He drives him on Shabbos, you know. <laughs> he does he's, do that. He's some great mates in this, but we'll get to that. I, I would not agree that he's a great mate, uh, but that's fine. <laughs> Simon, yours, please. He is a great mate. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, as soon as I got number three pick, I was pretty devastated because there is a clear top two, not to besmirch the good names of any of the other fantastic characters in this film. So I'm going off a little bit off the board, but not not hugely. I think this is a universally beloved character and it's Brad. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's I was hoping he I was yeah. hoping he stayed till five. Uh just I was saying to Zara during the watch yet another testament to the genius of Philip Seymour Hoffman. I think uh, how well he plays that character. Um, right, as we had alluded to before, just calling him the dude. Um, his line about uh, Bunny Lebowski, oh, we're all very fond of her. As, uh, <laughs> as he sort of straightening his tie is a great line. Just the entire uh, Brandt experience, I loved him getting antsy about the dude looking at pictures and sort of touching portraits. Uh, <laughs> the dude was like enamored by that one thing he just kept rubbing eh? <laughs> tiptoeing around uh, the fact when the dude was ask, uh, just saying if uh, Jeffrey Lebowski was disabled <laughs> he was anticipating that question from the dude yeah everything about Brant's performance was outstanding so for that reason I'm picking him third He's got all that going on where he's like kind of awkward, but he, he's also like, like whips him at the same time. He's trying to be his mate, but he's super <laughs> awkward about just his entire presence. <laughs> so good. Yeah, that's a fair call. That's a wonderful woman. It's, it's good We're all get, very fond of her. Doesn't he? Doesn't he? I'm pretty sure as well. Just kind of when he, when he brings the dude back to introduce him to the hostage scam basically although he doesn't know it's a scam at the time when he opens the door into that room with a fire and the real jeffrey you know the the rich jeffrey basket he sort of like bows as he opens the door (laughs) just his mannerisms as well as the script because obviously the script is wonderful but he he makes everything his own it's it's fantastic performance the the scene where they meet up in the limo and the dude's like, there's another, a lot of new shit that's come to light. <laughs> and and, uh, and he's basically just, if anything that the, the Jeffrey Lebowski says, he just like repeats. <laughs> that's such, <laughs> it's a real good but With a smile. Well. <laughs> it's a great scene. It is, yeah, that is a great scene as well. So yes, I think I'm very happy with the brand to pick at three. As you should be. Um, what about number four? Oh, man. I got absolutely no idea, right? Absolutely no idea. So, tossing up between uh, two characters, 
because I don't really want to choose Donny. Is mm. is there? No one does. But I'm not really going to choose him. And I'm reluctant to. I, people will accuse me. All three people who listen to this of being too cute with this pick, but. I'm going to do it because I'm not comfortable with anything else. So I'm going, I don't even know the character's name. Jesus. So the, the, the person I am drafting, who I don't even know the name of at number four, is Maud's mate. <laughs> oh, that guy. <laughs> Shit, what is uh Played by what, what that guy off... Uh... Can't remember who he plays on Harry Potter. I know nothing about <laughs> Maud's mate is just he knocked that one scene he is in, he just absolutely knocks it out of the park. I he is weird as fuck. He is so strange and oh, that him and Maud, I just love him and Maud. I just absolutely love that relationship. I love the piss take of whatever Maud pretends to be. Um how she's such a hypocrite, you know, she says, oh, it's all mother's money. Uh, her father just runs the trust and not very well. And here she is just living off her mother as well, doing this terrible experimental art and clearly not make, doing anything of value. Um, I just, I love Maud and her, her mate, but her mate just, is just hilarious. So I stuck with, uh, stuck with him. Yeah, for the record. Great selections. On my list of characters, I have underneath Maud, Laughing Man. <laughs> I didn't put him in. I'm gutted that I didn't. He's not on my list. <laughs> um, shoot. So I got a few. A tough, tough choice here. Because I think I think I've got to go with someone here. Um, actually, as a character, I think I'm a little bit underwhelmed by. Well, I was initially. Uh, I've come around on him. My good friend Ollie Sullivan absolutely loves him, um, and he's very, very well played. Is Jesus not in the movie as much as I remembered? <laughs> I think yeah, he's only yeah. in like. I, I, th- I thought that as well. I was like, I don't, I don't love the pick. Don't love the pick. <laughs> I think he's only in like two scenes, maybe three scenes. Um, I actually Jesus's mate I quite like as well the guy with the mo yeah definitely good <laughs> I've got Jesus's mate with a mo on my list as well that'd be um, Liam no I I I I think I really like I think I'm picking Jesus because again Walter carries it but the scenes that he's in with Walter are just outstanding and it's he his he intro is, oh. Yeah, well, Hotel California, that version of Hotel California. It is like, great. He's back. Like, you, you're because like, you haven't seen it in ages, and you're like, oh, the Jesus. 12 year olds, dude. <laughs> I think it's eight. Yeah, I forgot about that. So, for a bit, I was like, oh, well, I forgot, I forgot about that backstory that <laughs> he exposed himself to an eight year old and went away. And then you're like, oh, eight year old. Oh, what? <laughs> Walt said it, so it's probably bullshit. <laughs> so you have like one second where you're like, oh, fuck, I don't like the Jesus anymore. Oh, wait, yeah, it's probably bullshit. <laughs> no, I can't quite put my finger on it. Like, he's such an outrageous character, much like Walter. Um, but 
I yeah, I can't I can't pass up um, taking him there at number five and just taking that to the bank. Walter and Jesus as my two picks. Um, yes. I've won the ad game. Interesting going those two together though, because you picking Walt even though you're like the guy's full of shit and his stories are bullshit. <laughs> Or do you yeah, really like them and you would be on board? And then you've also picked Jesus because, you know, there's probably a few more questions to be asked there. Very fair, very fair questions, Pat. Very fair questions. <laughs> Abhorrent humans, but um, fantastic characters. Um, yeah, I've won the ad game already, so it doesn't really matter who you pick here, Pat, but give us your best uh, shot. With size leading for his second pick, I thought he was going to take him. Um, and I was confident no one would take him. And he's actually came up as well. I'm going to go with Liam, who's Jesus's bowling mate. Because <laughs> if you're talking about pla- any players slash characters that are great mates, Liam's got the Jesus's back all day. That's great, cool. <laughs> and I love that guy. And he comes. He, I didn't realise he shows up real early in like the first opening scene at the bowling alley, and he's, he's got a bit of technique. I don't know if he's an actual bowler because he doesn't he doesn't have any lines. I just wrote that down actually, Pat, because that is one of the great montages that the zoom in on his pot belly as he's bowling it. Yeah, is just it's, it's a thing of beauty. Sorry, keep going about Liam. Yeah, I like like especially when he's firing up at them. I'm pretty sure it's about when uh, Walt's refused to bowl on said day, so they have to move it, and then um, Jesus is having a go at him, and Liam's, like, trying to hold him back with one arm, but also, <laughs> like, you know, puff, puffing his chest out a little bit at the same time. Yeah, he... Um, yeah, if, if he's probably one of... He's got to be my favourite obscure character, and there's a few to go through there. I was, I was, but, worried, for, I was worried for you, Pat, because I thought you... You said Liam, and you were mistaking Larry, the uh, kid that stole the car. <laughs> no, I remember Larry. I can't this, remember his last name. This is, going to be, uh, this is going to be an embarrassing moment, but you've nailed it. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, uh, yeah, that would be uh, on form for me. So some big-name characters got left out there. Um, Donnie would be the first one to mention. No one wanted Donnie. I didn't want Donnie. I, I had nine names written down and Donnie's not on there. Fantastically <laughs> played by Steve Buscemi. He is. Um, uh, just uh, uh, an aside, does Walter get called Walt at any point in the movie or is Pat just going off piste there? Pat's just, just given himself the nickname. I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, to be fair, I've written notes. So I was writing, I was, you know, I was doing shorthand. No, shorthand, <laughs> shorthand, there you go. <laughs> Uh, so some characters that are uh, obviously Donnie was left out, uh, Jeffrey Lebowski, the Jeffrey Lebowski, uh, Maud, the Stranger. Mm. Who's the Stranger? Sam Elliott, the narrator. Sometimes there is a man. What a what a character! Yeah. What a narration. Uh, Bunny. Uh, two of my favourites which I probably would have picked one of them if I had the sixth pick, is Marty. Who's Marty? Is, uh, uh, what do you call him? He, he, the dude goes to his show. He's like, oh, the landlord. Uh, 
<laughs> That's the word I was looking for, the landlord. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that guy's good. <laughs> he died this year. The landlord just died in real life. Oh, no. All right. Oh, um, Jack Keller. Apparently, uh, that was he is best known for that exact role. And he, <laughs> yeah, I love that bit where he's like, uh, dude, tomorrow is already the 10th. And the dude's like, <laughs> far out. <laughs> Slides a rant under my door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that bit. And one of my other favorites is the a cop. When the dude asks him for the briefcase, when his car's all beat up at the yard, and he just like, he just like cracking up. <laughs> yeah, they got us working in shifts. Yeah, it's a good bit. Um, is that what? Is that one of the two cops that sit down uh, in this place, or the one later that beats him up? Later, no, the one who um, is it like that car yard where he finally picks up his car after it's been stolen. Um, He's a sort of Hispanic, Hispanic cop. He's just yeah, laughing. Yeah, okay. There's a lot of good. The, all the cops are pretty good in this. Like, oh, that that like over friendly white cop who goes to the dude's house. Yeah. Real funny. Yeah, and his his uh, partner's just like playing with all of his like fucking kakariki yeah. utensils. Like, yeah, why have you told us to come to your house? Like, there's yeah. drugs everywhere. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the black cop looking like, at him. He's not having any of it. He's just. Can't believe they're even wasting their time, and the white cops still trying to pretend to be civil. It's a very, very good scene. Yeah, that's and good. there's a stay out of Malibu, Lebowski. Yeah, that guy's in that case. It's good. Or is that mug at him? Yeah. Uh, oh, and the um, the private investigator's good too. He's great. The one scene he's in. So is the limo driver. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. He's being his mate, and then he like gets him in that armbar to put him in the other. Other. No, that's a sep- That's a separate. Dri- that's so. That's the driver who. So that uh, isn't it. Isn't the same driver that's talking to him all the way, and he. No, so he gets out of the car, and he's immediately grabbed by the driver of Brent and Jeffrey oh, Lebowski. Okay. That's the way I saw it, at least. But right. I reckon he was in on it, though. He may have been on it. Yeah, yeah. But that's a great mm-hmm. scene where he talks about his rash. <laughs> All these horrible things going on, and then he's like, "But I can't complain." And they'll laugh, and I think it's a bit of a. The dude's having a great time in the back of that limo when he's talking about. It's like it started out the day pretty rough. He looks hammered as well. (laughs) I think it's a real old comedy joke. Um, So Rodney Dangerfield did that joke heaps, but he said instead of saying, um, "I can't complain," he'd always say, "I get no respect." Um, Yeah, so I didn't notice that. Not maybe it's not, but anyway, great scene, great limo driver. We we didn't uh, mention. I missed, I missed a couple of the early ones that you had. Had you uh, had Uli, <laughs> the main of the main one of the and the uh, nihilists? No nihilists. I've not mentioned any nihilists. Oh, yeah, that guy. That guy is. He was. He was on my list. I almost picked him as my last pick. <laughs> <laughs> He's good. Yeah, so weird. And then yeah. Who the Nihilus is like him? There's the guy that looks like Stephen Merchant, and then uh, yeah. Lee from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, that's, um, we're going to look at some quotes now, and oh, just to recap on that draft. So, Simon, you ended up your two picks. Oh, sorry, Pat, your two picks were the dude, mm-hmm. and then who was your last one again? 
Liam. <laughs> Me and Liam, Liam are gonna fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went with Walt and Jesus, and Simon, you went with Brant. Brant and Laughing Man. Brant. Brant. Ward's mate. Ward's uh, mate. We did <laughs> Laughing Man slash Ward's mate. Okay, good. So there are some fantastic quotes. In the Big Lebowski, we're going to try and just do our three favorite. So Simon's going to do one, Pat's going to do one, and I'll do one, and then we can do some honourable mentions of ones that we really enjoyed so as well. Um. So without further ado, I I think I know what one you're going to say, Simon. It's one that we often will say to each other. No, I'll I'll leave that one for you. <laughs> Might not be my number one. Um, but Simon, do you want to uh, kick us off? Yeah, so... I mean, the film's fairly over-quoted, so we, we know all the good ones, so I tried to get, go off the board a little bit. And this is oh. one I didn't realize, didn't really remember that well. It's after the marmot uh, comes into the dude's bath <laughs> and Walter goes on this real long rant, like... Doesn't really know what he's talking about, and he's saying how that keeping wildlife and amphibious rodent for uh, domestic, you know, within the city, that ain't legal either. And says, "What are you, an effing park ranger now?" <laughs> I just thought it was real funny because I didn't really remember it, and um, I just, yeah, I just had that one. Thought that was a great line. That is a bizarre scene in the bath. That, <laughs> that would be my worst nightmare: having something like that in a enclosed space. With me. What is the animal? I just thought it's a ferret. But what a marmot. I thought a marmot was like a type of thing. I thought a marmot was like this. Like a few things came under the marmot umbrella. Like I thought, like a ferret or a um, weasel. I thought they were marmots, but I could be completely uh, okay. wrong with that. Simon will be right. Gotcha. He's an encyclopedia. So who's next? Pat's next. I'll go last. Um, I've already used my uh, my top pick. Well, that was uh, you know, this aggression won't stand, man, which I'm using, <laughs> using around the yeah. house. Um, and I was really trying to think of quotes that I'm going to just start putting in putting in my back pocket. Um, so I've used that one on air as on air so far. Um, and uh, earlier today, which is having a bit of a melt, was. Uh, you're entering a world of pain. Who Walt says that all the time. Yeah, that's <laughs> a great. Entering but... a world of pain. Quite like that. Oh, it's just God. a good one to put in your back pocket for when anyone's annoying you. I. Fuck, there's so many. I thought you were going to do the toe, Simon. I, I, I know you thought I was going to do the toe. <laughs> you want a toe? I'll get you a toe. Um, <laughs> I gave you a toe by three o'clock. <laughs> he like mimes snipping a toe with, a, with his fingers as well. Um, uh, I think the thing that I lolled the hardest on was when they're playing Smokey and Walter slash Walt turns up late <laughs> with the Pomeranian. And the dude is like, why did you bring me so? 
What do you mean bought at bowling? I didn't rent it shoes. I'm not buying it a fucking beer. It's not taking your turn, dude. <laughs> yeah, that was such a good bit. I absolutely lost my shit at that. Uh, that makes that whole that uh, Walter is just amazing in that scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when he pull, pulls he pulls out the gun at that point, doesn't he? Yeah. Smokey, this is not numb. It's bowling. There are rules. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we'll just go around the around the table. Any other? Uh, I've got heaps, but Simon, any um, any quotes? Uh, yeah. So um, the other one I wanted to point out that's non-Walter was uh, in the aforementioned car ride with Brant and the big Lebowski. <laughs> yeah, where uh, dude says that we dropped off the money and and. <laughs> the royal we you know the editorial <laughs> yeah, that's uh, good loved, loved that uh, bullshitting line that he gives it's fantastic uh, Pat another one from the back pocket would be uh, it don't matter to Jesus he's there <laughs> many a times but I, I really like the closer from the, the stranger his whole monologue at the end is uh, when he's sitting at the um, bar in the, um, in the bowling place is pretty outstanding. Mm. It's, it's, it's good knowing he's out there, the dude, taking it <laughs> easy for all our sinners. <laughs> take, take it easy, dude. I know you will. Um, oh, I got heaps, eh? Um, in the... Uh, oh, also, dude, Chinaman is not the preferred nomenclature. Asian-American, please. That's a great one. That's so good, that one. Uh, and one that I don't think I laughed at the first time, but I found hilarious this time, is uh, when they go to Larry's house and Walter and, and the dude walk in and Walter's like, and a good day to you, sir! To the the writer, I can't even remember what the guy's name is. Who's in the uh, the chamber? Fucking mm. great. Um, all right, we, we probably there's, there's the obvious memes as well. Um, I'm glad we we left off, but he ran those as well. Well, that's just your you, like your opinion, man. Mm. Um, so we'll go to scenes now, uh, and this might be a, a way to squeeze in another quote, but. Uh, we'll go with Pat first. Your um, favourite scene overall? I, actually, I I changed mine somewhat last minute because I was listening to an um, interview semi recently with um, with the three three big ones, the dude, Walter and uh, Donny, um, and uh, I didn't realise. I mean, maybe I saw it at some point, but they uh, they did a whole bunch of um, second takes for a whole bunch of scenes so that it could air on TV. And so oh. they obviously did just so they censored it. So they're just wow. changing what they were saying. And they obviously just took the piss out of having to be censored. There's obviously that, <laughs> that scene where um, Walter's smashing up what he thinks is Larry Sellers' new car. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's, he's out there yelling, um, you see what happens? You see what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass? 
and just for the TV edit. <laughs> they change it to... <laughs> you see what happens. You see what happens when you... It's either fight or find a stranger in the Alps. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing that, that will forever be my favourite scene. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. That I don't really... It's a, it's a wonderful scene. It, I was definitely on my list. Um, I've already mentioned the bowling alley montage, really just uh, because it's a bit niche but underrated. Um, the pot-bellied bowler, as I said, I loved. So I'm not even going to say a scene. I'm going to cheat. I'm just going to put a moment that um, <clears throat> I loved. And it was uh, the hard-ass Malibu police officer finding out that uh, the only ID that the dude had was a <laughs> value club card. Um <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was just a top moment. Uh, the scenes have are all great, but uh, that one often gets lost in the mix. So I'll put I'll put that out there. Yeah, for me, um, yeah, that's a fit. I I really enjoyed that as well. Um, for, for after that, Jeffrey, uh, when they oh not when they go to Larry's house, uh, <laughs> and he, and you had the dudes like. No, Walter, it did not look like Larry was going to crack. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, great, great. Uh, no, the bit that I, like, there's obviously some just amazing scenes, which I could mention here, but the scene that I really like is um, he's obviously in a great mood and there's that song, like, do, 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 riding out my back door. And he's, like, banging the roof of his uh, yeah. beat-up car. He's yeah. just got the car back. And he's smoking a, I'm pretty sure it's a roach, but it's a yeah. very small J if it's not a roach. And he drops the roach into his lap and it's like burns, <laughs> burns this thing. He crashes the car and then he, uh, that's where he discovers the homework. And I think that's the best part of the whole scene is he like pulls the paper out and it cuts to his face. And it's, he's like taking his sunnies off and he's... <laughs> his eyes are like go real wide <laughs> and he's like completely and it keeps cutting between his eyes and the p bit of homework it's a brilliant and, bit technically as yeah. well to, to nail that is pretty pretty impressive that was um, originally my top scene uh that's the one i swapped out last minute oh yeah, real was, yeah yeah it was gonna do that he also lets out some real funny squeals when he's getting burnt by his roach <laughs> yeah very funny squeals Marmot-esque squeals. Yeah, yeah. I, I would have been uttered if you had taken that one. Yeah, worked out. Uh, but I love the over the uh, smoky over the line. I love the whole Larry sequence. Uh, you want a toe and the Jesus intro are just yeah. I mean they're all fantastic. Donny's Donny's heart attacks good in the sense that like. Especially because Walt can like be an arsehole and he's he's so full of shit, but obviously like really cares about him. And it's you know it, 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 like that's what a lot of these movies are about. Is like you you almost you can picture a lot of your mates and stuff in there, and everyone's got a Walter in their group of mates. And <laughs> if you if you think you don't have a Walter in your group of mates, you're probably the Walter. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that scene that he uh, he throws the ashes and it goes back in the. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. From the Folgers bin. That's almost that's the kind of the only time Walter sort of drops his facade when he realizes how pissed off the dude is with him. Yeah. In that moment he kind of just hangs his head. Um 
Now, this is something that uh, Pat threw out there, which I'm quite in- intrigued by. And we're going to we're going to look at recasting the the Big Lebowski. Controversial. Terrible idea. Terrible idea. Um, Terrible idea to remake the movie, but it'll be fun for the purposes of this. And, and I, I feel like uh, I, I'm going to hand this over to you, Pat, because I have watched probably one movie in about six years in terms of new release movies in about six years. So I don't really know any actors and actresses apart. I might from not this. know anyone on my list. <laughs> but I'll, I'll hand Who's the recasting over to you. All right, recasting. Uh, I mean, for for those out there that have gone to the cinemas this decade, um, <laughs> why is it a terrible want... idea, Simon? Why is it a terrible idea? First, um, well. Yeah, first they shouldn't, of all, they shouldn't remake thinking, the movie. First of all, yeah, and also I was kind of thinking, what well, they did such a great job, why would you ever recast it? And I also just misinterpreted what it meant in the sense that I thought you're recasting characters that your actors that could have been better. Oh, no, no, no. And I just oh, can't think you can. of anybody uh, they who absolutely could have been better it. in the roles. So we're doing a yeah. 2020 recast, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, for, for, for a reboot, yeah. Reboot or remake, whatever. Same, same. Um, so, um, obviously, Sam mate, probably hasn't seen it, but um, one of the biggest movies coming out in recent years was um, Avengers Endgame, and Chris Hemsworth plays Thor, and he plays a, a fat version of Thor who's often referred to as Lebowski Thor, and he <laughs> nails it. He absolutely nails it. And I would, I would, yeah, I mean, I. I wouldn't want, really want them to remake it, but if they did, he'd be a great dude. Um, a dude? Yep. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Um, sorry, yeah, just, yeah, Lebowski. When you said, of, when you of, said of, fast, I thought Walter straight away. Uh, he's just that he's obviously, like, normally shredded, so he's just, <laughs> just drinking. Um, he's also carrying a beer around all the time and stuff. Anyway, um, Walter... This is what actually made me think of this is because I, I was watching this time around just after having seen um, The Righteous Gemstones um, recently. I've, I've just picked up from season one and watched them all. Uh, if you haven't seen it, outstanding. Also stars um, the original Walter, John Goodman. Um, yeah. yeah, and he's, he's brilliant in it. And um, I would have Walter as Danny McBride. I actually looked it up, and Danny McBride was in his early 20s when this came out. And I reckon Danny McBride's probably played every role, or maybe at least 90% of the roles he's got, as Walter. He's so spot on. Furiously, um, furiously you, Googling Danny McBride. Yeah, you can you'll, know, you'll know who he is. Yeah, I do know who he is now that I've looked him up. Yeah, yeah especially same. like off like Hot Rod and stuff like that. Like he's, yeah, he's pretty spot on. If you just uh, said... If you just said the guy from Eastbound and Down, then yeah, I would yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 Kenny Bass, yeah. Um, Donnie, uh, I was tossing up between Michael Sierra and, and uh, if you haven't seen uh, uh, Righteous Gemstones, there's a guy, Tony Cavallero, who plays Keith on that. He would be brilliant in that role, but that's not really that fun. Michael Sierra, I do like that. I do like that. Yeah, so that's Spaceship. Jimmy's role. Yeah, he could probably just play himself again. He, yeah, he looks exactly the same as he did then. As the, the big Lebowski, the rich Lebowski, I was trying to come up just like an iconic 
um, comedian slash actor, and someone I reckon it would just revel in yelling at Chris Hemsworth, the dude, is uh, Bill Murray. <laughs> I reckon yes. he'd go well. Um, the Jesus was next on my list. Um, it, was a, it was a bit of a toss-up. I almost had uh, a bit of loyalty in there for Taika, but I end up with Sasha Baron Cohen. He'd have to play it. Oh, yeah, that's an obvious one. Um, Bunny is uh, Paris Hilton. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is yeah. this, 2003? Oh, yeah. The, well, if it's going to be a remake, it would still be set in the early 90s. Um, and uh, I'm going to skip over a few of them because they're not that interesting, but I'd have The Stranger played by Kevin Cosner, who is playing both John Dutton and The Stranger at the same time to be the iconic cowboy of our time. <laughs> okay. That's some good ones, actually. I quite enjoy, I enjoyed that more than I thought, mainly because I didn't really understand what you meant. So uh... <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of like what? I thought I said this. Well, I, no, no. The, the, the Walt, I, was, I just keep thinking that it's Michael's son off Lost. Uh, every time I think it's Michael. I've got after saying this is a terrible idea, I've actually got a few. Can I can I chuck a few at you? Oh, yeah, go it. for it, please. So Walter, bit, bit left field. I think Seth Rogen could do a good job as uh, Walter. He'd be gruff enough. He could wear the yeah, uh, bandana quite well. Um, so Seth Rogen for that. Donnie, I loved that Michael Sarah call. That was fantastic. Um, the other possibility is Nick Kroll uh, for. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he'd be good. Comedian also off the league. And speaking of the league, Paul Shear, S-C-H-E-E-R, um, who's also on Veep, Paul Shear, S-C-H-E-E-R. Ah, yep, yep. Would oh, do okay. a great brand. I think he would... Yeah, a brilliant, awkward brand. It's a tough recast, that one. Different body type entirely, but just that, you do that awkward, sycophantic uh, thing really well, I think. Yeah, you could imagine him, like, really enjoying the dude, but being awkward about it. He'd be outstanding at that. Yeah, that'd be great. uh, Off the cuff, I didn't plan for that, so that's all I got, but I'm happy with those. That was great. I wanted to recast um, the main... Uh, nihilist guy um, but I couldn't I couldn't go but that's the guy that I was like nah it, like you can't recast him you could just put him back in the same especially because he's in a minor role yeah. but uh, then I was I was looking up that Peter uh, Stormier I think his name is um, this year he had the Big Lebowski come out and he's also got his famous line of Russian components American components it's all made in Taiwan <laughs> same year Armageddon and with Steve Buscemi, so they were hanging out all year. Wow. We always seem to bring up Armageddon on this podcast. Yeah, should we just like leave, leave it sitting out there? Like, we'll never do a podcast about it, but we'll bring it up every week. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, I've got a few questions, just a couple. Um, probably quite easy to answer, but Pat, does it hold up? Absolutely. I think, like, because at least looking at like critical response at the time, like it, it definitely wasn't uh, very positive in terms of how big it is now. 
And I reckon it's, it would almost be like a bigger movie probably today. Like it kind of seems like that, or maybe not today, maybe we'd go back five or so years and it's, you know, like a Pineapple Express type vibe that, you know, you're just loving these characters being absolute lunatics. Um, but it 100% holds up. It's, if anything, better every time. I think part of it's the plot doesn't matter, and so you you actually kind of forget if you don't watch it for two years, you can't really remember the plot. You just know that you love the characters and get to enjoy yeah. it all again. Simon, yes, it does. I don't think we need to uh, dwell on that. It clearly does, and it's better than ever. Uh, do you guys? You spoke about critical acclaim. Does anyone know the awards that it did win? Because I know it like it didn't win any Academy Awards. <laughs> Did it win anything? It, it did. Yeah, so, I mean, these are the, the, the... I'm not going to go over every single specific award that it won, but some of the organisations were the Association of Polish Filmmakers Critics Awards. <laughs> the, Dallas Fort, the Dallas Fort Worth Film Critics Association Awards. Jesus. And the Awards Circuit Community Awards, which has to just be made up. Um, The Awards Circuit Community Awards. How can you have the word award twice in your title? Um, And the Italian National Syndicate of Film Journalists. So it was a big critical success, as you can tell. Well, this this would have been the the start of the internet. They might have just put awards in their name twice so they'd come up on the search engine. (laughs) Come up on, on Ask Jeeves. So it came out in, was it, I think, March in 1998. Would that mean it would be a part of the 98 Academy Awards or the 99 Academy Awards? 98. The Academy Awards don't matter. 98. I think the only thing that it possibly could have won would have been Best Supporting Actor. Um, You can't can't give that film awards. Of course you can. Walter's performance is... It's genius. John Goodman's performance of Walter. Everyone knows it. They they used to teach it in high schools. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good segue into my next question. Um, You spoke about the dream scenes. Like, what what is there, like, that, especially the hallucination when Jackie spikes his white ruski? Like, can you remember back to your year? Have you got your year 12 media studies notes in front of you? on a minute no i i just think as i said earlier i think it was just an excuse for the teacher to show it really and it showed some really it was just a very different type of film with it was it's beautifully shot i still think very it's very creative in the way that it's shot i guess that would be the reason she showed it perhaps but uh, yeah yeah it's, it's a very fair question and i don't know surely she just liked the movie oh Sure. I did pick up um, on that interview that made me switch my favourite scene. Um, when they filmed one of those uh, dream sequences, when he's floating underneath uh, all those women's legs, he, mm. it was it just happened to be the day that he decided to bring his family to the set to <laughs> see him. Work. And then he was on a skateboard, like getting pushed under all these women's <laughs> legs wide open. <laughs> he was like, oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> Um, I've got nothing else. You guys, anything else to share or uh, anything you thought we needed to talk about? 
Um, I, uh, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I, uh, I think wrap this up pretty well. All yeah, right. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Great experience. And, um, I'll watch it again in a couple of years, no doubt, and enjoy it just as much. Absolutely. If you haven't ever seen it before, you do have to see it. It is something else. And if you haven't seen it in two years, watch it again. You won't remember the plot and you'll enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, Certain people like it and certain people I don't think really enjoy it. And they'll watch it one time, think it's okay, and never watch it again. But I think second a second watch is very imperative, um, especially if you haven't watched it in a while. So, Saturday, Donnie, is Shabbos, the Jewish day of rest. That means I don't work, I don't drive a car, I don't fucking ride in a car, I don't handle money. I don't turn on an oven and I sure as shit don't fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs>